deep underground the Jelly Belly factory, Bibi is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again. Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <laughs> Dare to compare. Bean Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough? With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. And happy Monday night, Avs family. Uh, just coming to you here uh, Tuesday night, actually Tuesday morning now. It's 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 now 106 on Tuesday. Um, celebrating an Avs win here. Uh, a lot better spirits than than last night. I'm going to bring on my ever-present, always-ready co-host, uh, Jared Shuck here. Jared, my friend. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to see most of the game because I was actually in Severance doing some work stuff, but, man, just, just that first period, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get to catch any of the first period. I, I literally got in my car as the second period started, but, yeah. I mean, I couldn't even keep up texting you with how many goals were being scored. Like it was just, it was bang, 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 bang. And it was just, it was an offensive onslaught there in the first. And then Colorado kind of like fell off, fell back a little bit, gave up two. And then, I mean, we're starting to see, we talked about this last night. This, we were, we need to see if this team had any heart. Cause if they did, this was going to be a much different game. And it was fr- right from the get go. And Bednar had even said it in the, in in the morning conference that the the mood in the locker room is grumpy. A lot of the boys were just grumpy, and I you could tell they came out and played pretty pissed off tonight. Yeah, and I mean, if if this is what it's going to take, then I want them to play pissed off. Uh, I mean, just just to get into this, the, the stars had, I believe, six shots in in the first compared to the Avs twenty three. That sounds about right, but I'm not even looking and, at that yet. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, you you build a five zero lead in the first. I mean, that, that's a death sentence. There's no coming back from that. You can you can tr- I mean, rare rare instances you can try, but if if a team nets five on you, I mean, you you saw what happened when when Dallas netted three on the Abs in the in the first. You know, it broke us last night. So we 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 came came up in in our typical Abs fashion and and netted five on them tonight extended the series yeah and i think again i think the more pressing point that it goes understated is that those first five goals out of those first five 14 different players registered at least one point and the the only guy who registered more than one was burakovsky had a goal and an assist in the first period and 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 then yeah. he also added another marker in the second on a beautiful backdoor one timer set up by McKinnon. But I mean, I, I mean, top to bottom, even even you know me and my advanced analytics, my heat maps, and and everything like that, dude. I loved just looking at Colorado's game. I loved it tonight, plain and simple. They they looked a lot better tonight than they did obviously last night, and 
it, it showed up tonight. I mean, we, we even said we gotta you gotta limit those high danger chances and you gotta produce high danger chances. Well, they didn't really limit it tonight. They still gave up eleven. But on Ben Bishop alone, and Bishop only played thirteen minutes forty three seconds, they they, yeah. they had six on him, which is awesome. Do you think it was kind of just it just added to the fire that that Dallas decided to go away from the hot hand in Kadoban this I, game and and give Bishop the start because you know Bishop hasn't been all there kind of past past few months. I I don't think it's so much like like a slight to the Avalanche like oh we can just throw in Bishop whatever I, I don't think that was it I I think that was Rick Bonus trying to say let's give Hudobin a night off he's only started he started all but going into this game one game in from the round robin to where we are now and Ben Bishop was supposed to go in and give him a full sixty well guess what Bishop only gives you thirteen forty three and yep. Hudobin has to come in and then Hudobin still gave up two goals. So, Dobin missed on his, his first shot face was a goal mm-hmm. and then towards the end there but I loved seeing just just the like you were talking about just the amount of heart that that the avalanche showed tonight um showed me that, that they're in it maybe you know maybe for the long haul if they if they keep this up uh I mean the 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 abs just tonight they they played a full 60 minutes of of avalanche hockey there were there were a little like especially in the second and third there were there were some instances we gave up a few five on threes the game itself was just wild um but but with that the abs got the win and they got it pretty comfortably i i think you see you saw the stars settle down tonight. They didn't have quite as much puck luck, and and guess what? They only needed three goals, and they needed six power plays to do it. They needed two goals off six. Avs were zero for six from the power play tonight, and they just skated over their heads. They didn't even need the power play. And and Kilmacar almost potted another five on three goal tonight. But again, dude, I yes, this is a great win. This is a statement win, saying we're not going to go down without a fight. We're a pissed off group, and then you continue to be that pissed off group. But Bednar and the rest of the staff need to figure out what the hell is going on with this power play. Because, I mean, this is another 0 for, 0 for night, man. Like, we can't continue to have these nights. No. I, I mean, 0 for 6. W- what I did like about their game tonight is that we had 24 blocked shots. Dallas had 8. So you're, you're kind of seeing that pattern. You know, typically, the team that will block more shots will win, will win the game. And and, um, and and tonight the Avs effectively frustrated Dallas. I mean, you see it when Como gets his ten minute misconduct for just being an idiot, and and Blake Como's turned into public enemy number one over Corey Perry because Corey Perry was completely invincible tonight. Thank God. Yep. And Joe Pavelski's number two because he Pavelski in the middle of the play gets given a ten minute misconduct in the middle of the play because he's yapping from the bench. Like, and um, yeah, he got that with what, like seven minutes, seven and a half minutes left in the game. And, Com- and Como yeah. got it with about 945 left. So, but uh, I mean, enough about honestly, like Dallas is like in, in general, Colorado I, I just love- Dallas is skin tonight. Just plain and yeah. simple. I-, I love the fact that we exposed the Dallas Stars for who they are tonight. I'm just going to say it plain and simple. 
because this is the Avs team that we should have seen from the get-go. This is the Avs teams that I expected to see after the drubbing of Arizona. I mean, like we were wondering why we were down three to one in this series. And if you skate like that, I mean, we, we would have ended this in five, in my opinion. If you skate like that for five games, this is over in five. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. Now the Avs know kind of what they have to do. That They've kind of figured out Dallas. Uh, like I said, it's not hard. All they do is try to get under your skin, and they try to convert power plays while clogging the middle. That is the Dallas Stars in a nutshell. And... I, I I liked the fact that that Bednar went with with Hutchison tonight, um, and and gave Frankie a break. Well, I mean, Frankie was deemed unfit to play. I I, I guess, and this is Bednar said in the post game tonight that Ben uh, Frankie was unfit to play after last night. So that tells oh. me he tweaked something, and oh, that really? something's not right. So that that's a little bit concerning. However. I'm now looking at Hutchinson and going, okay, we we have a backstop. We're okay. And I mean, did you see just just some of the guys fight around Hutchinson towards the end? Uh, I mean, there were so many piles and scrums. Dude, and, Dal- and Dallas people, was just trying to people throwing hands. Dallas was trying to. They were just, trying to go power plays. They were trying to go yeah. into power plays, and Colorado bought into it. And it's the same thing we 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 talked about it last night with both of our three keys for tonight. You guys stay out of the box, and they didn't. Plain and simple. And while it didn't really kill them tonight because they built themselves a very cushy lead um, yeah. early on, in and the that's game. what that's what you got to do. I mean, when you texted me saying Peb scored off a of Logan O'Connor assist. Four minutes into the game. I mean, I'm, I'm like, okay. You know, I'm sitting there. I'm like, hmm. It, it was hilarious. Like, you texted me like four, five, like five, six times. And then I got like six, seven texts from my dad saying like almost the exact same thing. Are you watching this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Like, let's go. I mean, you got Pierre Edward Belmar with O'Connor and Nieto. You got Burakovsky from Ranton and Makar. You got McKinnon from Comfer and Graves. Kadri from Nuchuskin and Landeskog and Rantanen from Gerard and Burakovsky again. So it's like you said, you know, 14 out of 18 players registered a point. And in and, and those last four goals came kind in the span of, of two and a half minutes too. Yeah, and that kind of broke Dallas, I think, a little bit tonight. Because Dallas... It, if you if you put five goals on them and if you if you bury them in the first effectively, they are not built to come back. Because I do think that they have had a lot of fluke goals this series. I'm gonna say it. I, I, Some weird ones, man. And I think the bigger piece to here too is that Pavelski kind of got them going with a, just a kind of a weird goal, and then Heiskinen got one from Gurionov and Hints on the power play, and and then not even it was it was actually 33 seconds after Heiskinen scored, Burakovsky on a feed from McKinnon breaks that run, which is what Colorado has to do, and what both these teams in these series have to do because they have to stop these runs, and they effectively Before, stopped the run tonight. Yeah, and, and before it was just back and forth and back and forth. I mean, the like just just going off the goals in this series. I mean, it's been it's truly been a series of runs. If you look at it from even just game to game to game, I mean, the Stars start off game one, and then the Abs come back, make a run, 
Stars win. Same thing, game two. Game three, it was the opposite. And game four was just insane with the amount of goals that were... I mean, it's it was truly just... Yeah, once Dallas or Colorado got going just on those runs, it's truly just going to come down to to who could stop the bleeding. Um, and McKinnon, man, with that feed to Burakovsky, I mean, Burakovsky ripped that. I thought that was McKinnon shooting at first. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not... <laughs> a great shot. And and Burakovsky's just been playing so well with McKinnon, too. Um, and, and, and they did exactly what we said they were going to do. They were going to move Burakovsky up with McKinnon and Rantanen, and it worked. Hire us. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we... I'm, I'm not. They, I'm, like, they, I'm not saying we're clairvoyant, but we're quite. But we're clairvoyant. We, so, I'll, I'll just say we know what we're talking about when it comes down to to stuff like this. Um, but before we get back into like the the, but, the main contributors of this team, I want to talk really quick about Logan O'Connor and Connor Timmons. Yeah, Logan O'Connor played more minutes tonight than Burakovsky, Nichushkin. Nemestikov and Tyson Jost. That is a huge vote of confidence from Jared Bednar to what Logan O'Connor did with his game tonight. Because, I mean, you, you'd expect Nemestikov to get some decent ice time. You'd expect Tyson Jost. I mean, he's not going to get a ton of ice time, but he's usually around the eight, eight and a half to nine minute mark, which where he was tonight. Yeah. But he got more than Burra, which really surprised me. And you got more than Nachushkin. Those are two guys I wouldn't expect Logan O'Connor to be in front of at that point. Yeah, and maybe it's just a, a testament to the series. Uh, you know, with with the amount of guys we got banged up, and and knowing how we came out that last game, I mean, Bednar knew we needed some changes, and. And me personally, I, I love that the fact that one of those main changes w- was in in just the in just the stout play of, of LOC tonight. I mean, you and I have been saying this too. I mean, there's a reason people love him down in Loveland, man. He is one of the, the in my opinion, he was one of the best kept secrets in the National Hockey League this year. Exactly. And I mean, and Connor Timmons, outside of his two minors, I mean... He- Timmons played more than Zadorov did tonight. So, yeah, and Timmons was that guy that was getting in there, and he had some he had some shot blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's part of the reason why the Avs just absolutely flipped the script as far as that goes. I mean, Bednar got guys that were truly, truly just chomping at the bit. Yeah, and I, 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 I do think that. Even without a guy like Matt Calvert, who is sorely missed by this club right now, and Jonas Donskoy, I, I think you're going to find it really hard if either of those guys can come back that you're that you're taking Logan O'Connor out of the lineup. I I, I do I do believe that Jost is the first one to go, followed by Nemestikov, and it's not just because I'm a Jost hater, even though I am, but. He hasn't really... He's done I mean, nothing. Yeah. You're right. And... Ghost, just just kind of going off just what he's sort of brought to the Avs. I mean, 
he, he's a guy that had big, you know, he had, he had big expectations and, and quite frankly, just out of a few, and I, I will say timely at this because he has had some timely playoff performances. Uh, you know, notably he, he made some noise against San Jose last year, but yeah, as of right now, he's just not effective. Um, not, not effective at all. And, and you could tell, I mean, LOC played a lot and, and Jost didn't. And the, the game in itself, I mean, that's a big reason why, why the Avs won. They were just crisp. They, they looked like they came out and that they knew what they had to do. Um, and LOC and Timmons, I mean, I mean, you got those guys going around, Timmons blocking shots, and the defense just generally looked overall just a lot more engaged, even on the power play. Even though Dallas converted two of six, there were some hairy, hairy situations where I thought we would have given up another. Yeah, I mean, our, our, our penalty kill didn't look great tonight. Don't don't get me wrong. It really didn't look like phenomenal. But... No, but it looked it looked a little bit better. It, it looked good enough to at least get us through this game, which is really all they needed to do. And, I mean, again, Dallas is out hitting Colorado. That's fine. Let, let Dallas do that. I mean, that's not a big deal. I'm, I'm not concerned about that. Uh, again, it comes back down to, I, I think Colorado is now effectively in the heads of of Dallas, Dallas going okay now what because now we have a game six on Wednesday yep and if you win that game seven anything can happen that's the that's the old adage anything can happen in a game seven and that's when you're going to see the most unlikely of heroes come up and maybe that is a Connor Timmons maybe that is a Logan O'Connor you know what maybe I mean, hell, even a, a Valerian Nichushkin could end up being the hero in that game. But yeah, I, I mean the the thing I don't like about tonight's game, just from just from a hockey stamp, a hockey person standpoint, is Colorado only getting three shots in the third. I understand they spent a lot of time on the penalty kill for just stupid, stupid things. Yeah, that that third just dragged on with with, with penalties. Mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> And you had a lot going on too. Um, all just you know chippiness and nastiness to it, but that's that's part of the game. Um, you got you know you got Pavelski doing doing the little slash to 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 Kadri and Kadri doing it right back, and uh, that's just what these teams are going to do to each other. Yeah, and I mean we we've talked about it. We talked about it in the last podcast. We talked about it in the last two podcasts. The officiating in the series has not been good in the slightest inconsistent it, it it needs to get tightened up before something drastically bad happens in this series yeah and i mean i saw like tonight with the same thing happened you know the face mask came off and they called it tonight against the avs mm-hmm. so so why not call it last night against the stars i, I mean i don't get it it's a playoff series you gotta call it the right way mm-hmm but the Avs played tonight like we were talking about to where they, they hustled enough to where the, they didn't need the refs to bail them out. And, 
and quite frankly, it was hilarious seeing Dallas try to do that because you, I, I was laughing for a little bit. I was like, this, like Dallas isn't even playing hockey right now. And quite frankly, I was like, this is joyous. This must be how, how the Dallas Stars fans have felt for the past three games. Except I, I'm feeling that now. And it was a great feeling. <laughs> I want to do it again. You know, the, the boys need to get, get back into that mindset and, and dig deep. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I mean, top to bottom, I, I couldn't honestly tell you if any of the abs players had a bad game because I just didn't, I didn't see it. I mean, maybe outside of a couple, maybe with just like a couple of, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of like the right words, like a, a couple of like small instances where I could like nitpick. I mean, yeah, Joe's probably didn't have the best game and maybe even Ryan Graves didn't really have a great game either. He was kind of, I, I do believe that Ryan Graves is getting overworked right now, especially having to play with McCarr as much yeah. as he does. Especially with Johnson and Johnson out and Zadorov is playing probably hurt a little bit. And that's why I don't and that's why I think Zadorov's not playing as much right now. But I mean if you need to move anybody, move move Timmons for Graves and let Timmons kinda eat eat up some minutes and then you have other guys on your scratch list that you can go to. Like, you can go to a Bowen Byram. I'd rather you not go to a Mark Barbario. You can go to an Anton Lindholm, too. But you, yeah. you have options, and I just think Gray's just getting worn out because his play has been steadily declining game after game after game after game after game. Yeah. I mean, he did, he did finish with the points tonight. Uh, had a penalty... Uh, play, you know, he had, had 20 minutes of ice time, like you were saying. Um, uh, and to put that into perspective, I mean, the car had 24 and, and Gerard had 22. So, I mean, he's, he's been logging some minutes, um, some minutes that he might not be used to. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a great it was a great game for Timmons to come in and skate 14 minutes, 14 very productive minutes at that. Um, but yeah, I, I just love seeing just, just everyone get involved. Uh, you know, they needed to get guys going. Just a great, pretty great showing. I mean, you, you got to button some things up with, with that third and because Dallas did kind of get under us a little bit. Uh, to where you know I made it okay. Like this is a little bit, little bit scary. And then, yeah, they, they just they, they weathered the storm. Um, and Hutchinson played well. I mean, stopped twenty one and twenty two was ten for twelve on the power play. It was thirty one for thirty four overall with a nine twelve uh, save percentage. And his guys were rallying towards him. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong, Hutchinson wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination. The nine twelve save percentage is is fine. And for for Hutchinson, I'll say it's good. And three goals against, that's fine. It's better than an eight nine. True. I mean, it's, that's what we were working with. I mean, and, and so, it's it's a very small sample size, so it's gonna be really interesting to see if he can continue this into Game Six because. 
I, I don't think you take him out after he's had a good game, and Frankie has not played well against Dallas. Obviously, it gets a little bit more tricky if the Avs can move on to the next round. What happens then? But that's a that's a whole other conversation that we're not going to get into yet because it's just we're not there yet. Um, but really quickly, I, I want to do this again because we did it in the last one, and I thought it was really good for us to kind of air it out and see what we what what we think needs to change going yeah. into Game Six. What what would be your three keys going into Game Six? So three keys into Game Six, I would say uh, key number one. Again, probably the most important one for me is that we have to get something going on the power play. Uh, I loved the just the offensive, just absolute explosion tonight. But a championship team has a good power play. I know the Avs have a good power play, but they they just haven't shown it yet this series. And I really wanted to show it here. Uh, game six would be a great time for that to happen. Um, so a key one for me is that the power play has to be buttoned up. Um, key number two, I think, is just keeping those those other guys involved. Um, I mean, just kind of, you know, a buzzing team is a happy team. I mean, you get your guys moving, you get your guys moving off the puck, you get, you get other people involved. Um, that's what you have to do to beat the Dallas Stars. It can't just all be from one guy. It can't all be from one line. Everyone has to work together. Um, and and key three is just dig in, get gritty, block shots, get into those zones where you don't want to be, and finish it. I I love your power play take so much that I'm actually going to steal it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, we've been talking about it all since the series started on the podcast about the power play's been horrible. Power play's been horrible. Power play's been horrible. Okay. The power play's going to have to break out of the slump at some point. So why not it be game six and roll that into game seven as well? Yeah. That'd be fantastic. In a perfect world, I mean, that'd be the best thing that could ever happen. But it, key number two is we got to quit getting goaded into these penalties by Dallas. They're, they're, they know they're going to take one. They're just trying to even it up. And yep. we, we got to stay out of the box. I said that going into this game, stay out of the box. And they still, they kind of did it in a way, but in the same way they didn't. So that that's my other key. And, and, and the last key, honestly, is keep getting in those, in those danger areas. I, I mean, we, we talked about it last, uh, last night about how Colorado yes had more high danger scoring chances in in the series but yeah. they weren't converting those high danger chances they had or no I'm sorry they're still down on high danger chances they only had they had 50 con- compared to Dallas's 55 but Dallas had 13 goals Colorado only had six yeah yeah and and tonight Dallas adds 11 more so 66 but they only scored twice, so they're only, so they're up to fifteen. Colorado had thirteen high danger scoring chances and scored four goals in those high danger areas. So right there, they're already making strides in those danger areas that we talked about and getting and keeping those low danger shots to a minimum. Whereas Dallas was actually forced to the outside tonight. They took fourteen low danger shots and Colorado only took eight. So or no, Colorado only took 16 low-danger shots. But 
anyways we, sh- we shoot a lot though so <laughs> yeah exactly. uh, i mean there's so many chances that Colorado takes but I, I mean they had they had 10 medium danger to dallas's eight which is perfect and that's that's the stuff you want to see as long as you're converting and that's the key yeah. is that they got to be converting and there was so much more net front presence tonight there was so much more battles in front of the net and there was guys wanting to get to the gritty areas and finish goals and that's what happened on quite a few of these goals yeah, and, and even when Kadobin came back in, I mean, he, he wasn't as effective as turning away shots. Um, it, it really was just like a like a like a worst case scenario if you're if if you are you know any either of these Dallas Stars goal goaltenders. I mean, they. Because I mean, you bring Bishop in, and Bishop's, you know, he's a name in the league for sure, and he just gets embarrassed in the first. So, so you bring in your guy Kadobin to stop the bleeding, and then the Avs still, I mean, they, they still net two on him. Um, it's great to see, uh, and I'm still not convinced that the Dallas Stars can can just you know actively score in a 5v5 scenario i think they're gonna have to give them power plays to score because that's how it's felt like this series <laughs> yeah and i mean that's where dallas has done a ton of their damage on the power play i mean we've been we've been talking about it all series where if Colorado can just stay out of the box and minimize those chances for sagan ben radulov high to get free and Corey perry too uh, on that first power play unit they'll be just fine but we're, we're still giving them too many chances on the power play to the point where it's now turning into a, a joke, really, where Colorado is constantly killing penalties. And they, they dug them. I, I tweeted this out in the third period when they went on a five on three. I was like, I'm ex- I, I have this weird feeling that Dallas is going to score a goal. And luckily they didn't. But at the same time, that that's the, that's the inclination you get as, as an Avs fan when you see Colorado go on a five on three because it's just you're, you're expecting them to get scored on on a five on three and you don't expect them to score on a five on three right now because the power play has looked so so bad yeah it, it it really has and and you hope that they can that they can button it up uh especially just in time for game six I mean it'd be great to see um I mean let's put seven on them let's try to I'm not going to say that we will, but you know, let's get everything clicking for once in a game this series and play a full 60 minutes of hockey that we know we can play. But uh, but but yeah, Jared, any 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 more uh, just just closing thoughts for you? I I, I loved how Bednar switched up his lines. My concern going to Game Six is that Dallas is going to have last chance. So you got to try and get McKinnon a little bit, a little bit more away from Ben and Sagan and Corey Perry and all those guys, and we just got to keep. Like I said, they just got to keep their heads. They if the second they start losing that again, I mean, we're going to be, we we might not be able to talk about a Game Seven. We might only be talking about the end of the half season if if Colorado can't keep their heads and keep themselves in the games. Yeah, and, and I mean, with that also, uh, you got Nathan McKinnon extending his point streak to 13 games. Um, and, and I think, I honestly think it's going to be 14 because I, I feel like he always scores against Dallas or assists. Um, 
in general. I think Dallas, like if you look up the stat of Nathan McKinnon just versus Dallas, it's one of the highest point percentages in the league. The Dallas Stars don't like him. I mean, for for a good reason. And man, I just hope we get back to, I mean, game six. I want to see us go at least, I'm going to go two for six on the power play, at least. I don't know if I'm that confident. I wanted to do it at a fifty at, at a fifty percent clip, but it's that's not going to happen. I, I wanted to go two for six, one for three, however I, you want to call it. I, I don't know if I'm that confident. I'd say they're probably going to do like one for five, but even yeah. just that one, just get something going where it's a positive energy for that power play. Because right now the power play is just gripping their sticks way too freaking hard. And if they can just get a little bit of excitement in them, I, I think it will change quite a bit about how Game Six looks. Yeah, and and I'm just curious. You uh, you would go with Hutchinson again this game? I, I mean, if Frankie's still unfit to play, what other choice do you have? I mean, Miska sat on the bench tonight. I mean, yeah, I could throw Miska in there, but do you really want Miska to throw, go in cold and do a do or die playoff game? I I don't I don't think you want to do that. No, no, but, Miska. But at the same time, um, we like, like we know how good Miska is. But Hutchinson just proved tonight that he can hang. So I, I think you roll with Hutchinson as long as you can, even if Frankie is healthy. Yeah, and even with with that, I mean, we we were texting about this earlier today, but Frankie's actually been kind of. I mean, I know that we haven't really been the best to him as far as leaving him out to dry, but he's been kind of bad this series, man. It's uh, it's been a, I mean it's been a complete one eighty uh, from what we saw in the Arizona series. Sorry, I was yawning at the start of that. Good God. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's been a complete one eighty. So I I don't know if you continue to roll, roll with Frankie or if you just cut and paste and go with Hutchinson. I I think you go with Hutchinson just to give Frankie a rest too. I mean, Frankie's been Frankie's been carrying the load of this team. I mean, Frankie was the hottest goaltender going into the stoppage, but outside of that, I I think if you roll with Hutchinson for right now and maybe if you need to you can throw Frankie in if if things get a little haywire then sure but at that point we're, we're just even talking about the end of the F season anyways yeah and it's, it's gonna be great I mean they have to they gotta play like they did tonight with with the same intensity same same aggression uh, same fights and if they do that and they convert on the power play, they push this to seven. If not, if we get the abs from, from game one, game two, even game three, they'll lose. 110% agree with that. And that's why, that's why they just come out and, and, and provide that exact same energy they had tonight on, on Wednesday night we will be sitting here Wednesday night talking about game seven and who's going to be the hero. So, yeah. And, and speaking of game sevens, we do have one game seven. Uh, the, the nuggets did end up beating the, the jazz and, and they will be forcing a game seven. That'll be going on uh, tomorrow night. And I, I'm, I'm looking at my chops. I love the nuggets chances. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be another one of those. Is Jamal Murray going to put up another 50 spot again? So if, 
if, if he puts up another 50 spot, I mean, they're going to be in a great shape, obviously. And it's just limiting Donovan Mitchell's chances and Rudy Gobert's chances and keeping everything to the outside. And then just let, just let Jamal Murray get on a heater and just let, and just let the big dog eat. Yeah. And guess what? If, if Utah tries to double team him or anything like that, triple team him, maybe then you got Jokic for a reason. I mean, I could see this being a game where where Utah tries to overcorrect and limits Murray. I still think Murray gets his regardless, just because he's that good of a player. But I don't think he'll go for 50 again. I think he'll have a good game. But I think Utah's going to really, really try and stop the bleeding there. But that'll open the door for Jokic to have just a classic game. And I think the Nuggets will button this up in seven. Do we do a podcast tomorrow night? Shoot. I mean, it, it's do or die right now, man. Dep- I mean, this is... Like, I was even listening to just like 104.3 The Fan, just kind of on, on the way to work, and they were saying... I, 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 yeah, I know. <laughs> the way back from work. I, I had already listened to our podcast, by the way. Um, but... But heading back there, they were talking about just saying, hey, yeah, you know, like knock on wood, but like this could be the end of the abs as we know it. And this could be the end of the uh, of the Nuggets next two days. And that didn't happen tonight. Abs extended. And the Nuggets have just done a great job at, at coming back from 3-1 regardless because not very many teams do that. And yeah, just hopefully just channeling that energy uh i for one i i did wear my my shirt inside out as far as underneath my work shirt today so uh maybe just a little bit you know a little bit of mojo going for the abs um and it's good to see him just get a win uh with that being said i'm pretty exhausted and facts um i'm gonna go ahead and, and probably turn in here uh Anything else you wanted to add to, to any of that? Dude, I'm exhausted too. <laughs> we both just fucked. We just, we just both grinded today. So we're both just kind of at the end of our rope. It was a, it was a grind for sure. Um, and, and we will be, we'll be right back here tomorrow recording, seeing, seeing what the Nuggets do. And probably we'll be right back with the Avs again on, on Wednesday. So thank you everyone for, for listening. We're going to be pumping out a lot of content this week. And, yeah, it's gonna be exciting, man. I cannot wait. This is this is probably the best week for Denver sports right now. So this is this is exciting, and I know we haven't given the Nuggets much love, but guess what? Now the Nuggets get a full podcast tomorrow on whether it's they're moving on to play the the Clippers or we're doing a eulogy, which I hope we're not doing tomorrow. I hope not. But my friend, I will I will talk with you tomorrow. To all of our listeners, again, have a have a good rest of your. Uh, have a Most of the people are so close-minded 
They go into school and they work in a job, but they don't even like it. I won't be put in a box. Nobody telling me what I should rock. Nobody telling me what I should drop. Cause I do what I want and just know I don't stop. Recording till four in the morning, they snoring. I'm pouring my soul into every story. I'm writing, producing, I mix it, I master, I'm building my craft and I'm not looking back. I've been going doing things I want to do when I want to. Everybody want to get away, but they not do. Everybody want to copy you, but they not do. Everybody want to copy you, but they not do. Deep underground, the Jelly Belly Factory, BB is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again! Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <laughs> Dare to compare. Ah! Bean Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough?